0: Welcome to another episode of the Mindful Initiative Podcast. Today, we are very fortunate to have amongst us Renuka Taneja. She is a graphic and textile designer. Welcome.
1: And slowly, slowly what happens, that child becomes like everybody else. Because you've cut that cord and you've told him that no, you have to be like the others. So, my belief is, allow them to be different, allow each soul to evolve, because every soul has something special in it. Every child, give them that space, allow them, and they will find themselves. Why do we term them like that? Why do we label them? And definitely, people who have been under depression or things like that, they come out of it Welcome. Hi.
0: When I get started, I always like to ask the person that we are interviewing our guest to tell us a little bit about their background, a little bit about their family, where they grew up and how they came to the place they are at right now.
1: So, I got into this field uh, when I was quite young in school and um, I always wanted to i can go back to my childhood when i was quite young i used to stand in front of paintings in school and wonder will i be able to do this but i never had the courage to try because my sister was also in the same school and always there was that she was very intelligent doing very well and i always felt that i was not good enough and um My parents, when they changed my school, the teacher over there, she called me and she said, I want you to go for these exams. And I said, no, I can't do that. She says, I don't want you to go and achieve. I only want you to go and experience. And that's something which I've never forgotten. And the fact that I wasn't going to be judged. And even though there was this so-called exam, she just wanted me to go and experience that for myself. And uh, then we came back to Delhi my father was posted here and uh, in this school also there was Mr. Bahamik and uh, he encouraged me a lot and one year he called me and he said I'm giving you the marker cup and I said what how come because I never thought that I was capable of that but that helped me to understand that yes I can do it and then Mrs. Chona was also there and uh, she had just joined. She was a literature teacher and she said, you should either do art or literature. But literature, I said, you will a Somehow, my father was convinced and I applied for College of Art Delhi. And um, once I cleared that, then he couldn't say no because I had cleared it. And my uncle, who was very influential for my father, he was out of town. So... My father couldn't say no and I joined College of Art. After that, then I went to NID. And NID also my father wanted Kinnaitum up uh, ho uh, clear Hogya Tumara College of Art. Now you get married. So I said, no, I want to study further. Without telling him I applied to NID. And uh, when I cleared the exam, only four were selected, all India. And um, I remember he saying you wanted to try. Now you've got in. So now that's it. And it's my mother who at that stage said, No, all India, only four have been selected. You can't stop her. So he said, Okay, I'll allow you. But if you find a good boy, then you'll get married. <laughs> so At that stage, I said, ha ha, Okay, because I really wanted to go. <laughs> so that's how I joined NID. And um, after NID, then um, I got into this field. I came back.
0: Talking about your NID experience, school experience and college experience, how did your art evolve over the years from starting from school, starting from your first teacher in Mumbai and then in Delhi? Uh, What changed or did anything change?
1: Yes, definitely. Because uh, like in College of Art, it was very structured and uh, NID is where the difference was there and the whole methodology was different. You were allowed to reflect, explore, experiment, you had your own time and uh, of course you had deadlines but at the same time you were given that space and uh, then uh, later on my daughter joined the school called Mirambika where there's a lot of experiential learning. So we had a lot of unlearning to do and uh, that's where I learned a lot too because Shiri Aurobindo and mother's philosophy is very different. And uh, that's how when uh, Windows was born, before Windows was born, th- over here we handled the children very differently. What is Windows? <laughs> Our studio is called Windows the Art and Craft Corner.
0: The one in Delhi.
1: Yeah, the one. Delhi, Gurgaon, both. Both are called Under Windows. the name Windows Art and Craft Corner. And Windows was born because of my daughter Sadhvi. She was very small. And I did not want to leave her with maids. And, uh, you know go out and work and all at that time I was teaching full time at NIFT and uh, I did not want to leave her and I did not know how to leave NIFT because it was a very prestigious job and uh, I think it was all divine intervention he fractured my foot and that was the turning point of my life
0: that's how the studio was born yes So we are sitting in the studio, the one in Delhi in Panchil Park. And it's a beautiful place. We are surrounded by these drawings where I believe kids are mostly taught. Can you talk more about who comes here? Mm -hmm. How are they associated with you?
1: Yeah. So now we go down to the age of... This year we've taken 2.9 years. Otherwise, when we started, we were taking about five years. And... um, Kids come here, they enjoy themselves, they explore, experiment and express with no boundaries. I don't give them too many guidelines. Just we are facilitators over here. We give them the material. We allow them to, like someday we might plan something, but the children don't want to do it. So, okay, we flow with it, whatever the children want, because we have all the material. So... We flow with that and they do that. You'll never find two pieces identical because each child has their own thought. And that is what we encourage. Each child's thought, because my belief is that every child is on a different ladder. So what if one child is on the first ladder and the other child is on the 10th ladder? But they all have their own ideas, their own thoughts. And that is what we hone, allow them to be. And uh, we get children from the age of 2.9 to 18 now. A lot of them grow up here. They come very young. They used to, some of them started at the age of three. And today they are 18 and joining college. And uh, it's a second home for them. And as they grow up here, it's like, you know, I can ask them for anything. They, in fact, like Chandni is one of them, who just got into NIFT. And she is handling my computer, my presentations. She comes here and parents also feel very safe. She's here till nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night if I have a presentation safe with a corporate at some point. So she used to come and do all my presentations and uh, tell me, ma'am, yes, because I didn't know too much about computers. So they handle it and I allow them to uh, be the leaders rather than me being in the forefront. They are in the forefront. We do a lot of workshops in schools and colleges and corporates also, where I take the senior children with me. So it's an experience for them. And even at Windows, like say the Friday children or the Saturday children, they come and they work with the Wednesday, which is the youngest group children. So it's a very big learning. It's a child to child learning which happens. And a child learns much better from a child. And it's amazing to see the older kids talk to the younger kids and they talk your language and you say, "Acha, good, very good. <laughs>
0: That's beautiful. I think this extended family of yours, these kids, it must be surreal sometimes when you look at them when they have graduated from where Absolutely. they started. Hmm. And it's a, the studio is 18 years old, yes, if I remember. 18. Yeah, 18 years old. I think that judgment or being non-judgmental of whatever anyone does. Unfortunately, our schooling system is not like that. And I think that's what you struggled with when you were growing up. Mm. And when you made a decision to go or at least speak to your father because it depends upon the families you are in or depends upon who your parents are and what the situation is, there is something from inside that is saying that this is something that I would like to do. Can you recall that moment? What was that inside? What was that push? I'm sure you were scared. You were fearful because you don't know what would happen, whether you would go into it or not go into it. Can you think of that moment, how that would be? And maybe relate that to your life at a later point where you did something completely opposite. Let the other person be. Do whatever you would like, whatever your inner calling is. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, when I was in the 10th, I think that's when you choose your subjects. And uh, my father wanted me to choose science. And uh, I qualified for it, but I didn't want to do science. I said, no, I'd want to do humanities. And he said, no, you have to do science. I said, no, no, I will not be able to do it. And the parents had to sign the letter and send. So he signed the letter thinking I will never go and give it in school. And there are very few times when I took the decisions because I was always very scared. So I went to school and Mr. Lugani was our principal. So I gave the letter to him. My father couldn't believe that I did that. Because then I got humanities and even Mr. Lugani said, you're getting science and why are you not taking it? I said, no, no, I don't want to do science.
0: The second part of the question was, at a later point in your life, Mm. can you relate to a moment where you were in a similar situation Mm-hmm. And you didn't make that judgment. You let the other person make that decision.
1: Yeah. So like, for example, I'll tell you, we had, uh, I don't know whether it makes sense to this, but we had gone for a corporate workshop and uh, the workshop was on reusing waste. Like in windows, we've been using waste material for the last 18 years and our children have made products out of it, which today is the in thing, but this we've been doing for 18 years. So we had gone to take a workshop there and, um, The senior manager came. I took my kids with me over there. So they were the leaders and I was at the back. I and my other team were at the back. So the manager came and he says, Ma'am, please uh, announce the first, second, third. And that's something that I totally don't believe in. I believe in there should be no first, second, third. Everyone is good and everyone is good. And acknowledge what is good in whom. So I was in a fix and I said, no, but... uh, I don't announce first, second, and third. He says, but this team has been working so hard for it. And um, you're saying that you can't announce first, second, third. So, I mm-hmm. what do I do? And uh, that time, one of my students, Ajuni, she's today in DJ Institute in Coimbatore. So, she told me in front of everybody, Ma'am, aapne jo sikhaya, you can't go back on that. You've always told us. That there is no first, second, third. There is no nothing. And today when you have a point to choose, you can't go back on that. And that gave me the strength. And uh, then I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Each piece is beautiful. I would like you to acknowledge and award every team. And then they did agree on that. I don't know whether this...
0: Absolutely does and absolutely makes sense. And the values that you're inculcating in your children... Kids who study here, I think they are making you relearn it, reinforcing that what you're teaching them is the right way forward. The other thing that you do is go to corporates, like you were saying, and teaching some of the adults. How are they different from children?
1: It takes a little time to break the ice with them, and um... Their first reaction is that we've not touched art for so many years. We used to do it as a child and we are not good at it. So that reminds me of my days and I say, you know, everybody can do it. Everybody is capable. It's our own fears and our own judgment about ourselves that we say, no, we are not capable. Like even yesterday's workshop, there were some people who said, we can't do it. We've never done art. And I said, don't worry, there's no time for it. My mother started painting at the age of 75. She's now 88 and she still is painting. So there is no age, actually. So that is the first thing I need to do when I go to the corporates and all. And it helps them de-stress a lot. And at the end of it, they feel very happy. Initially, that fear is there. And they say, no, we can sakte hai, or we can't, we haven't touched a brush. And they are surprised and amazed at their own results. Like, uh, there was, uh, one, Mr. Bagley, and, uh, he attended one of Nitya Shanti's workshops where sometimes I do art with them. And, uh, he was, uh, just retiring from a very senior job. And, uh, that workshop changed his life. And today he's painting every night. And he had never touched a brush in his life. So retirement age is what, oh, 68 of 68? 65. 65. So that's when he started painting. And today he keeps painting. And he calls me up, dinu, ab kya karna? And he's also attended classes with the children over here. So we also have senior children, you know, parents joining in. It's nice. It's a good feeling. The mental level is different. Like when I teach in colleges, the level is different. When I teach here, the level is different. Teach, it matlab when you're yeah, You
0: become one of them. Yeah. You, just, you just blend in. Yeah. yeah. With all this art around, what does art mean to you?
1: It's just your creative expression. Just letting what is within come out. Connecting to your inner self. And uh, no judgment. There is no good and bad. And each one is good at something. Someone might be good at conceptualizing. Someone might be good at colors. Someone might be good at skill. And it's not that the focus is skill. Skill, I believe, comes on its own gradually as your observation increases. And as you grow older, the skill comes in. But otherwise, it's just touching your inner self and expressing what your inner self tells you to do.
0: And is it a meditative process for you? Absolutely. In what ways?
1: You're in a different zone. And uh, like I remember when uh, I used to design at one point, And after I got married, I was designing for Sitananda. And uh, when I used to design, I used to sit at uh, work late at night. And I would not realize the time. And I would just go on and my mother-in-law used to tell me, how long can you keep doing it? But uh, I guess it's not easy for everyone to understand that. But it is totally meditative. You're in a different world. It's de-stressing. And uh, so many times, there are times when I don't want to come up. And I say, ne, aaj ne." But then the moment I step in here and the kids are there, it's different. It's totally different. And you get de-stressed. You go out happier. And um, you don't need to meditate. It just happens.
0: It is meditative in very many ways, like you mentioned. But have you noticed that people are afraid to be happy? Yes. Why is that?
1: Hmm. That's a question. Why are they afraid to be happy? I think uh, they are scared to experience it because they are so used to being in the zone that they are
0: in. Maybe they are afraid of being judged?
1: Yes, very true.
0: And trying something new because the way they have been brought up, the entire education system has judged them whether Absolutely. they are the top rankers or someone in the below. Is that one of the reasons?
1: Absolutely. Because they are afraid to fall, afraid to fail. That's where they are afraid to even try anything new. And uh, a lot of them come and they say, we to nahi kar We are not. The parents come and they say, this one is capable and this one is not capable, even when they have two kids. And I tell them, please don't judge your children. Just let them come and let them feel the place. And if they like it, let them be. Otherwise, you take them away. And I think it is very true that uh, because of that fear and that fear of being judged and fear of being this, a lot of people don't attempt. And the world so-called art I feel, is realistic art. They feel, realistic to bahut sundar hai. But otherwise, do nahi And I feel, it's the children, who are actually connected, to the divine. And we are the ones, who cut that cord. And we tell them, no, this is the right way. And that, the way you think, is not the right way. Like for example, I'll tell you a little poem, which I give to all my parents. It's about this little boy. And, uh, at a very young age, He paints his paper all white, all yellow and white. And he sleeps with it. And he goes around showing everybody that, see, this is my masterpiece. Then uh, everybody says, but what is it? It doesn't mean anything. So he says, no, but look at it. It is my art. It is my piece. And uh, then he's tokoed. He goes to school and he's told to sit in the same bench as everybody else. But he doesn't like to do that. He has to carry a bag like everybody else and he doesn't want to do that. And slowly, slowly what happens? That child becomes like everybody else because you've cut that cord and you've told him that no, you have to be like the others. So my belief is allow them to be different, allow each soul to evolve because every soul has something special in it.
0: Yes, every soul has something special in him or her in every way. And unfortunately, a lot of us have grown thinking otherwise. And art is a form of expression, whether it's art or something else, whatever you love. I think if you're able to commit to it, where you find joy, where you find happiness, I think that is where the connection with yourself and or whatever the higher being that you believe in comes in. What is the favorite form of art for you? What is it that you like to do within the art arena? Because you've been doing it for X number of years now. And sometimes you also need to de-stress probably. Sometimes you like to go back and maybe draw or do some textile designing. What is that you enjoy and cherish?
1: Actually, every form of it I love. And I not only art, I also love dancing, which I used to do as a young child. I want to get back to it. I don't know whether I will. <laughs> and, um, you know, any expressive field. And uh, I don't get so much of time to do for myself. But when I get others to do it, I really enjoy holding the brush and experimenting, of course, little bit with textiles, thoda ye before the children come in. And uh, then be with the kids discover along with them because there's so many things one has discovered which one did not know while you are with the children so it's not one particular form but just anything
0: i think one of the other things about art that i have realized that it's used a lot in therapy yes and we are in an information age where we are overloaded with information and as you mentioned that it is a tool to de-stress But if you don't think of it as a tool, but just think as a form of expression as you said it, how can it help in therapeutic ways?
1: Yeah. So it is very, very therapeutic because uh, I have a number of kids who come here uh, who have been through depression. And uh, today they are all termed that he's dyslexic or he's a slow learner. And I feel that no. It's not like that. Just every child, give them that space, allow them and they will find themselves. Why do we term them like that? Why do we label them? And definitely people who have been under depression or things like that, they come out of it. Because it kind of touches them somewhere inside. And I think just being with color, being with uh, different uh, material... And making something out of it, using your hands without thinking. I tell them, don't think, just do. Without thinking too much, allowing their hands to move, their souls to move, what their heart is speaking to them, it de-stresses them. And uh, there are a number of people who get out of their depressions also because they see something, they spend that time with themselves and uh, slowly, slowly it heals them. That's my belief. That it actually heals.
0: And in terms of their self-esteem?
1: Definitely. Because uh, in schools, when they are in schools, there's a lot of comparison and there's a lot of putting down of each other. And whereas this space is a very safe space for them. And uh, I remember when we exhibit the children's work. Earlier, we used to do every year. Now we do it once in two years, or depending on the situation. But we exhibit every child's work. There is no child whose work is not exhibited. And I've heard my children say, "Acha, hamara bhi exhibition hamara bhi for- wall pe lagega." And you know, we have a little thing where we invite all the parents, and we made it into a traveling exhibition where we traveled from school to school trying to tell the people and the teachers that you know just allow them to be and see the creations that come out and why should everyone sit and draw the same thing why should the house be the way the houses you and i have done it or why should the tree be green it's you and i have given the name green but it could it be pink it could be purple why do we do that so that is what it is allow them to be and that helps their self-esteem Because they are acknowledged here, they are appreciated, and uh, nothing is wrong.
0: When they leave this safe space, when they leave the studio, they go in the outside world, which is very competitive, and in many ways, cutthroat as well. And also schools are very similar. How do you manage the expectations because here they spend only a short period of time and when they are outside, they try to do the same thing and it may not flow as well as it would here and then they come back. How do you manage those situations?
1: Yeah, there have been situations like that. Now what I start doing is when they reach the senior level, I keep giving them some time frames because earlier on I never used to do that. So I found when they go to college, then especially if they go into design colleges and all, and they don't have the sense of time frame, then they get into trouble. And they come back saying, I don't give So I realized that and I tell them that, you know, need to work little boundaries you have to have and you need to work on those boundaries. So slowly, slowly they understand that. But yes, sometimes there is a struggle. But I think by then they're old enough and they understand that. And uh, the design institutes also today, uh, their thinking is different. So they blend in quite nicely. And the other children, like when they go into the world outside, thoda sa I suppose they are already in schools. When schools, this competition is happening. And this is one place where there is no competition. So they feel very comfortable here. And the unburdening happens here. But when they go out into the outside world, they are facing that all the time. So I think they learn to manage. That's what I've understood from many of them, that they've learned to manage that quite well. And they learn to bring a balance into their lives. So a lot of kids who've gone from here, that's what the senior kids or ex-students say, that uh, they're more balanced. I can't say, but that's what they say.
0: No, I'm sure you have to believe them because they're being authentic yeah. in, in whatever they are saying. But moving on from here, I think even for you, when you got married, I think support of the spouse or support of the family is one of the most important things. Yeah. And these kids who are not just graduating from here, while they are here as well, I think support of family is, again, extremely important. Can you shed some light What role did that play in your journey of being where you are today or maybe some of the other kids? If you just touch upon yours, that's fine as well. Yeah.
1: So when I got married, my family, I told you, my mother supported a lot and later on my father also, but initially he was very apprehensive about it. And once I got married, when I met Vineet, I told him that I want to work also. So he said, that's okay. At that time, I didn't know where I will go. I didn't know what I will do. But yes, I had come back from NID and then I'd gone to meet Mrs. Jonah in DPS. And uh, the moment I walked in, she said, come tomorrow and join.
0: This is DPS Matra Road? DPS,
1: east of Kailash. East of Kailash. So I said, but I don't want to teach. So she says, you're not doing anything now. So you come. So I went to say no to her the next day, but I couldn't say no to her. So I joined over there. And then, of course, I had the support of my in-laws and Vineet. They allowed me to do that. And um, then my journey continued. I did some freelancing. I uh, did things like that. And um, finally, I landed up in NIFT. And uh, NIFT was a full-time... I was offered the job by Mr. Saptrishi at that time. And... uh, Earlier, I used to go part-time. So he called me one day and he says, uh, here's your appointment letter. So I said, but sir, I don't want to join. So he says, people don't get this job. You're getting this job and you're not joining. So I said, sir, I have a very young daughter and I can't leave her and come. So he said, okay, I'm giving you three days. You think about it. And uh, then you come back to me. And I'm telling you, uh, what I'm offering you is you can bring your daughter to college. And she can sit through your classes. There is no problem. So I came home and uh, I wanted to join also. And at the same time, I did not. So I got the support from Vineet and uh, the family. And they said, okay, doesn't matter. You try it. And try it for six months. maximum. you leave it later on. So I joined NIFT. And of course, there was a lot of this thing going on because I did not know Mr. Saptrishi from anywhere. But how he saw my work and what did he feel, I don't know. But that's what happened. And then I joined. And then I wanted to leave because I did not uh, like leaving Sadhvi, our daughter, with maids or anything. But at the same time, I couldn't leave it. And that's when I was telling you how Windows was born. So the divine fractured my foot. So when he fractured my foot, it became a little complicated and I could not climb the stairs of of, uh, Nift, sorry. So when I couldn't climb the stairs of Neft I had to forcefully resign So I resigned and then I went into a depression <laughs> So when I went into a depression That was a tough phase for everybody And everybody supported me Along with Vineet and my parents And his parents, everybody supported a lot A friend of mine came Madhu, we were together in college And she said, Ki, listen, let's do something Where our kids are involved And we brainstormed and all And we said, okay, let's do art classes so we started with this this room was only half and uh, we said we'll take boats, we'll go to the park and we get children and we'll start sketching and all there
0: and when we said this room, our uh, listeners don't know what this room is
1: <laughs> this is our studio in Panchil and it was half the size at that time and uh, so my mother offered this place, she said, this is lying empty why don't you use this and we had just joined Mirambika at that time. So it's like, it's amazing how the divine works. So we had some architect friends. We called them over, what can So they said, you're shift it. One by one, things just happened. And that's how Windows was born. Even I don't know how it happened. But it happened. And uh, that's how we started with six kids. And over the years, now it's 18 years we've been here. And... Uh, That's what
0: we are doing. How beautiful. This is an extremely beautiful space. And it's lovely to be a part of it. And and just to know about your journey. I think before I end, I just want to touch upon a subject which you brushed over, which always sparks some interest in me. Hmm. You said my in-laws allowed me. And I find that a little disturbing always, no matter what generation we are talking about. What are your views about it now that you need someone's permission to do something and you're sharing your life with them? Probably they never asked you if they wanted to do something or maybe your husband never asked you. I'm sure Hmm. there were some discussions about it. I don't know about that situation, but I'm sure it is. Not vice versa. What are your thoughts about it? Because you just said it and moved on. Mm. And it's ingrained in our heads that we need these permissions. And and we are so and so. That's a gender issue that we deal with in in most societies in in India. We definitely deal with it. Do you have any thoughts about it?
1: Yeah. See, uh, what I meant was, uh, I didn't have to take permission from them. Because Vineet was always by my side. And he said, just do what you want. And if it wasn't for his support... I don't think I would have reached where I was. I-, I am today. He's always supported me. He's always backed me. And uh, my in-laws never really said anything. But I think it is your upbringing, as you said. It's your upbringing that you feel that you chahiye, batana chahiye unko. And uh, it's just that. Otherwise, there was no... Stopping or no anything, and Vineet always used to tell me earlier that, uh, see, I will earn the bread and butter, and you have to do the rest. And uh, how this happened, how Windows happened, even I, when I look back, I am surprised how it happened. And I never wanted to actually get into education or teaching because I used to say, I've studied so much, I've done seven years, and I am not going to sit and teach. I am not going to do this at that point. But I think it's the best thing that happened to me in retrospect.
0: Like you said, divine intervention, that's what made it happen. But coming back to the point that you were mentioning, that you never actually had to, which is very true. It's only a matter of respect. Hmm. And it's a two-way respect. It should never be one-way respect. And I think it's being misconstrued in a lot of ways that someone thinks that I'm in power, so I can do whatever. And I think just for that equanimity or or something of the saneness of, of the household that is there All right before we end this interview uh, this conversation is there something that you would like to say to people who are interested in art but are afraid or people who would like to just explore something about the field of art and what it can do for them
1: yeah yeah my message to them is that just allow yourself to be don't have this fear of being judged there's nothing right there's nothing wrong and i feel that every error what you think is an error leads to a new creation which you never thought of and uh, don't judge yourselves because judging is where we fail that's when we say and that's what holds us back because we judge ourselves too much and if you just say, okay, doesn't matter. I'm just doing it for myself. I'm not worried about what the world says. Don't worry about what the world says. Just do it for yourself, for your soul. Help your growth. And uh, just enjoy it. Because color, nature, all these things actually heal you and allow yourselves to be healed.
0: That is such a beautiful way to end. Thank you so much Thank you. For, for being a part of our podcast. We have come to the end of another episode of the Mindful Initiative. Thank you so much for joining us. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. If you like us, please rate us on iTunes podcast, or Google podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you.